Hey, Megan. Hey, Nicholas. So what did we talk about today? Today we had a special guest. Kaylee with Gather Around Grays was on from the St. Pete, Tampa Bay area. That's right. We talked about the importance of leveraging your partnerships in business. We talked about her meat guy she has on speed dial. And we talked about the six cheeses she has in rotation. All that and more on another exciting episode of the Refreshing Edge podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Refreshing Edge podcast, hosted by Megan and Nicholas DeSalvo, about what businesses go through when branding, developing creative, and marketing their business in an ever-changing digital climate. It's also about leadership, company culture, building community, working with your spouse, and whatever we feel is important to share with you today. You might know Megan as an amazing wife, incredible mother, thespian, entrepreneur, co-owner, and creator of opportunities at Edge One Media, and volunteer for every nonprofit organization that exists in Portland and maybe beyond. You might know Nicholas for his love of coffee, tennis, watches, video games, and all things Portland. Um, my name is Kaylee and I own Gather Round and Graze. It is a local um, to the Tampa Bay area, a charcuterie company. Um, I'm a licensed and insured caterer that specializes in custom charcuterie boxes, um, boards, and grazing tables. Um, and I think it's important because you need cheese in your life. Everyone does. Um, for the person that you don't know what to get for them for Christmas or their birthday or just a Thursday to say hello, um, <laughs> this is the way to go. <laughs> it is. It's a great way to go. I can't tell you how excited I am. This has happened a couple times to us now where, um, we've just gotten a random knock on the door and, at our doorstep has been just a charcuterie board that we weren't expecting, but it is like the best surprise. Right, because then you can just have snacks for days. Absolutely. Dinner is served. Yes, I love it. So how did you get into this? Um, so basically for the last, I would say five or so years, I would make charcuterie boards for just any party that we would have. Um, whether it just be like us going to a friend's house or us having people over for sporting events, holiday parties, stuff like that. Um, and then I was laid off due to COVID. I was an event coordinator for a restaurant group, um, was laid off during the pandemic. And about a month in, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and I looked at my fiance and he said, and I showed him my idea and he was like, let's do it. So I just ordered some stuff on Amazon started putting them together, giving them to friends um, to try to take photos and like kind of launch it. And it just kind of took off. That's awesome. Yeah. So how has it evolved since the very first board you created? Um, it was very quick, I would say. Um, it just, I would look at the photos when I first started and I'm like, I just, kind of giggle because I'm like, wow, that doesn't really look that good. Um, but that's what I really like about the business too, is um, you can get, in, I get inspiration like all throughout. I mean, there's people in Oregon that I follow um, that do what I do. And there's just, everybody's constantly like coming up with new ways to pair with different stuff and make roses and um, just different accoutrements and all of that. So it's been really fun 
kind of just getting inspiration from other people who do what I do. Well, uh, one thing I will say is that your pictures on Instagram are gorgeous. You know, it just makes me want to um, order a board, figure out how to fly across the country. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I know that you do a lot of Instagram posting. Is there any other marketing that you do? Um, not really. I basically just share. I've only done the promotional Instagram posts uh, twice um, since I've been around. And I can't really tell if it worked or all of that. I can't really tell by the stuff. I need your guys' help. But um, <laughs> no, other than that, just I share it all on my personal page. Uh, my fiance shares it on his. And I have a pretty solid friend group that will share as well. Um, but no, it's all been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in word of mouth, but now you have thousands of Instagram followers that follow along with you. So when you post into it, it's a little easier than if you had, you know, a couple hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just hit 4,000. I'm like, whoa. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. And it looks like you've done some collaborations too. So tell us a little bit about how you've leveraged those relationships. Yeah, so um, right now I'm focusing on um, a lot of like local wine shops that don't really have a food menu um, and that want to offer cheese and meat to elevate their clients' experiences. Um, so I partner with a local wine and bookstore, Book and Bottle, um, and every other week, every other Tuesday, I do, um, she does wine tastings that you can add one of my charcuterie boards to it. Um, and then every other month I'm hosting a workshop there where I teach, um, people how to create charcuterie boards. Um, so I actually have one tomorrow. Um, and there's only 20 seats every time, and this is going to be my second sold out workshop. So that's really exciting. All right. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of trying to just go into different local businesses that don't offer what I do. Um, whether it even just is me going on a Saturday, popping up a table, and all of my customers have to come into their doors to pick up their charcuteries. Um, that's been a really good way to kind of cross promote. Um, I do that at Book and Bottle as well. And I'm in the talks with a couple other bars to do that um, there too. So it's just been really fun to kind of see like how people haven't heard of these shops and they'll come in for my charcuteries or their clients come in and they have no idea who I am and I introduce myself and they can buy a charcuterie there too. So it's been really, really cool. Um, the local love, I guess, that the community kind of shows us. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a cool lesson that, you know, partnerships and networking can really boost both businesses sure. uh, in a lot of ways. And so if you are leveraging your network, you get the, the benefit of both networks as opposed to just your own. And it's a, a much easier way to spread the word. Yes, definitely. And your photography has been pretty phenomenal too. So um, tell us a little bit about how you've grown your photography base and, and who you might've partnered with in those endeavors. Um, so all of, I mean, majority of what I post on my Instagram is just from my iPhone um, that I just kind of edit just from the standard photo app. Um, but I do collaborations with local photographers for like styled shoots. Um, so that's been really fun where we go to like a wedding venue and there's everyone from a lady who makes the dresses, florists, um, local mobile bars, um, and the models obviously that are dressed as the bride and the groom. 
Um, so that's really cool. So we just donate our products and then the photographers take and edit the photos um, and they send us the galleries at the end. Um, and a lot of them will actually um, publish into different magazines online too, which is really fun. So it's been a cool way to kind of get different styles of photos um, for all of our social media platforms. Do, Did you ever? Do you go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's all you. <laughs> this is an editing moment. <laughs> Do you find that um, most of your clientele is local people or do you find that you are being booked for weddings and events and people who come in as uh, for Tampa as a destination? Um, so a lot of them are local. Um, I've booked three weddings this year, um, all of local people that, I mean, I have to travel about an hour and a half is the farthest one. Um, but it was kind of cool two weeks ago. It wasn't a wedding or anything. It was just a girl's trip. But um, I had somebody reach out. They were flying in um, from Chicago and they were staying on the beach and they wanted me to get to the hotel um, when they arrived so that they could have a charcuterie. Um, so when I got there, she texted me when she landed, I met her there. Um, I asked her how she heard about me. And she was like, I literally just Googled best charcuterie in the Tampa Bay area. And she's like, you were the first one. So she's like, I just called. So that was cool. Somebody that looked up from Chicago um, mm -hmm charcuterie in St. Pete. I thought that that was really cool. I was like, thanks. And Google thinks you're the best. It's must be your wonderful website. <laughs> it must be. I wonder who did that. Mm. I wonder. Nicholas, now you may ask your question. You know, I don't remember what it was. Oh, oh huh. that's a bummer. So I have another question. Uh, what has been your favorite uh, board that you've done? Like, like, have you had a specific one or the largest or is it the small bot? Like, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I really love grazing tables because it kind of gives me just a huge area that I can just fill with all of my favorite meats and cheeses. Um, I did a huge 200 person grazing table for um, this really nice new restaurant, the Urban Stillhouse. Um, and that was super fun. It was for their holiday party. Um, and just getting like good photos of stuff like that was really cool. Um, but yeah, honestly, all of them, every time I make them, when I take pictures of them, I'm like, wow, this one was really good. Like the one that I made for Jordan's birthday. That was one of my favorites too. But. Um, so maybe take me through what it's like to create a charcuterie board. What, uh, what do you have to do from start to finish? So typically, um, I mean, I am probably at Trader Joe's and this local um, butcher, Mazzaro's, um, when you guys come, I think I took you there, Megan. You when did. You I love it. Yeah. So I'm typically there, I would say, I mean, on a good week, only two times a week, but there's some days I'm, I'm there like three to four times. They all know me. Um, and usually like Sundays or Mondays, I'll text the meat guy from Mazzaro's. And I'll be like, hey, can I get like, and then I send him a list of like what meats um, I need from him. So then that way I'm not coming in and being like, I need 150 pieces on the spot. He has time. Um, I want a meat guy that I can text. That's, a, that's amazing. Honestly, it took a while. I was like, hey, not to be like awkward, but can I have your number? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, 
so I usually get all of, I get all of my meat from there. Um, and then I get majority of my cheese from there too, but Trader Joe's has a really good selection as well. So I'm I, basically grocery shopping is what takes the most time. Um, and then, and you grocery shop, excuse me, sorry. You grocery shop based on your, the orders that are coming in, or do people have special requests? How does that work? Um, so typically people will, um, kind of let me just do my thing. Um, but I do like, if people say I really want like a manchego or I want a certain type of cheese, I will go out of my way and find it for them. Um, but typically I work with um, like I would say the same six cheeses all around. Um, what cheeses? What cheeses do you are the same six cheeses that you use? Is that something that you were going to tell us right now? Yeah. Um, so I really like La Bonnie V Brie is my jam, um, and then I use like a Toscano soaked in Syrah. That's like one of my favorites, and then a Thousand Days aged Manchego. Um, and then there's also this like rosemary olive oil Asiago from Trader Joe's. So good. Um, and then there's like an a, a Italian truffle cow's milk and then like a blueberry and vanilla goat cheese. So I usually always have all of those on hand. Um, but then there's like a few, like I always have like a hot cheese too, Deer Creek rattlesnake cheddar um, on hand too. But it just kind of, it just varies. And I try to switch it up as much as possible, but I know what the people like. I don't know what I like. So I try to keep it kind of on yeah. Okay. So you do your grocery shopping yes. for your supplies and then what? Um, and then I, well, I have to schedule my commercial kitchen space. Um, so basically I have my solid days that I go do that. Um, but then I go to the commercial kitchen and I basically just knock out all of the charcuteries for the, that next day. Um, and then, yeah, then I just deliver them. Then I got to drive around. How do you, how do you knock them out? I mean, what, what kind of special presentation do you have? Um, so all of my boxes come with kale on the bottom. Um, so it gives it like a nice colorful, um, I don't know, what's the word? Platform, I don't know, just- It's kind of a base that you use. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just, I start with the cheeses and like the grapes and then I work around it with the salamis and the prosciutto and all the different types of charcuterie. Um, and then I do the accoutrements and all of that. Um, and then I I have like my logoed sticker that you actually created for me. Um, I have them on stickers. So then I put the sticker on the box and then I use like twine to wrap it up. Um, and then I tie fresh flowers um, on every box with um, a custom menu. So like, it's like um, every menu, every box that you get will have a menu so you know exactly what's in your box. That's awesome. I love it. And yeah, I wish we lived closer because I would, I would order one weekly. I know. I wish you guys did too. That would be so cool. <laughs> I could try to overnight it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like maybe not the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just come for a visit. That's, that's what we'll do. Yes. I'm thinking when we go to California, um, if you guys come too, I'm going to make some charcuteries while I'm there. Oh, there you go. People could book ahead. <laughs> right? I'm like, get them while they're hot. <laughs> yeah, special pop-up store. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could do pop-up events wherever you travel if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> yeah, I just have to call in the gate code, right? Right. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I told you that. That's the oh, um, so what is it along this time that you've, you feel like has been like a moment where you were like, I am on the right path. This is awesome. I'm so glad I did this. Like what has been that, that like just feeling? Um, I really like, I mean, I think the first moment where I realized like, wow, I'm glad that I started this was when I was nominated for best charcuterie of Tampa Bay. Um, and that was in, I want to say September, but I might be wrong, but that was within my first three to four months. Um, and that was really cool because I mean, I was standing alongside some of the best restaurants in like the Tampa Bay area that are established and um, like actual brick and mortar wine and cheese bars. So that was really, really cool. Um, and I think that that would be it. That was like the best. And do you feel like there was ever a time where you felt um, hesitant because we were in the middle of a pandemic? Like, did you ever, did you ever have that hesitation or have you always just felt like this is what I want to do? I'm going to do it. Yeah. I honestly think I've always just kind of ran with it um, and kind of never looked back, but I think what really helped was having Danny um, by my side and making sure that I'm doing it the right way, that I'm in a commercial kitchen space, that I'm um, insured that I'm licensed and all of that, um, really, really helped. And it helps that, that he's an attorney. I'm like, love. <laughs> <laughs> but, Lucky in love there. Yeah. So I think that that was, has really been like just a strong point in our business is that he's essentially like my partner with this. He believes in it just as much as I do. Yes. That's, that's important. Mm-hmm. So it's been about a year since, I mean, a little bit more than a year now, since uh, we first went into lockdown. What what are some of the business lessons you've learned in that time from when you first started to now? That's a hard question. Um, really tough ones. I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. Think, I think maybe about how your how it's changed from when you first started to how it is at this moment. Um, I think just now that I've gotten like the hang of everything. Um, but I mean, even when I first started, I didn't realize that um, I had to be in a commercial kitchen space and that I had to have all of these different things in um, line to do what we do. Um, so that I think was not so much growing pains, but that was definitely like the biggest hurdle. And, and now that I'm where and in what I'm doing, um, it's just gotten, that was like the hardest lesson is kind of figuring everything out, um, without really knowing where to start. Well, in the process, you know, I think has changed too. Cause I think initially you were accepting a lot of like text message orders and direct message orders and things of that nature, which you know, you still probably are to some extent, but you also have the ability for people to fill out a form now online and to do other streamlined things. So it seems like you've also streamlined your processes. Yeah. So that's been a huge help is that way people can just fill out the form. People DM me all the time. Like I'd like to order for the state and I just direct them right to the website. And I just say the form that 
we created um, will give us all the information that we need. So yeah, that's been a huge, huge help. What is it like in Florida right now? Florida, I feel like has pretty much always been essentially open. Um, I mean, mask mandates 100%, like when you go in um, to restaurants and shops, um, if you're standing, you have to wear a mask. Um, it, it, it's just been very, well, I mean, I went to California and it was completely different um, mm -hmm. where everything was completely shut down. Um, when we went to Minnesota, too. It was like crazy. Um, so yeah. And then our governor just released any of the fines and all of that for if you don't wear a mask. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. Yes. It's been crazy. Well, I, you know, I think one of the things when I talk to people from other areas, I'm always very curious about what the environment is like there because, um, because it's different all over the place. And I can say in Oregon, uh, we are among the most locked down places in the country. Yeah. You know, we, we've just gotten out of this extreme risk category where in extreme risk, there is no indoor dining at all. And um, now we're at high risk, which you have like a 10 or 15% capacity indoors. Okay. And, uh, and you, there is a mask mandate basically in any public space. And, uh, and so that's, that's much different than Florida mm -hmm. where, you know, things are basically open with the caveat that maybe you have to wear a mask if you're in a public inside indoor area. Yeah. When, um, COVID first hit and I was the event coordinator with, um, the restaurant group, they, I was one of the last people to be laid off. Um, and it was very interesting to see, um, how each county, nobody was on the same page. Like one day they would say we needed to shut down. So we would, um, the next day we'd be okay to be open, but at a 15, 20% capacity, um, it was just, it was very, very crazy. I couldn't imagine being, um, the guy that I worked for, um, laying off 350 employees is insane. Um, but yeah, it's just very, but now, I mean, everything is kind of just back open. And I mean, luckily for, I mean, when I was in the industry, um, I couldn't imagine still bartending. Mm -hmm. You can't rely yeah. on the industry really very much anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, ha have there been any challenges with um, interfacing with the public during the last year? Like, has it been pretty... Um, seamless to be able to get people the product and, um, you know, have everybody respect one another and, and do whatever needs to be done to make that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody, I mean, that I've delivered to, I always wear a mask. Um, and I do like pick up in the parks um, on holiday weekends where I'm at a local park and I give an hour window so people can kind of come and go when it's convenient for them. So it's just not a rush of everybody all together. Um, but yeah, I think everybody that I've dealt with has been honestly great. That's wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like business is going well enough that uh, you're not looking for your old job back. Is that true? 
Um, yeah. So business is really, really great. Um, I definitely will. They're still not able to bring um, an event coordinator back on. And I have a really good relationship with my previous boss. Um, and we talk, I would say like once a month, more than that. Um, and yeah, I told him whenever he's ready, feel free to let me know. He knows that I have gather around and graze going on and I don't, I'm not ready to put it on the back burner. I don't think ever. Um, but I would told him, <clears throat> excuse me. I told him I'd, I'd be more than happy to help in any way that I can in the future. Like if he needs just help training or, or whatever, when the time comes, cause I just, you never know. Yeah. Well, that's another thing too, is, you know, you could make event management part of your offerings with gather around grace too. Just a side note. Absolutely. That's when, um, that's what was my plan with gather round, um, and graze is gather round is my LLC and then gather round and graze is my DBA. So gather round was going to be my, or is, um, going to be my event coordinating, um, umbrella and then gather round and graze is the catering. Um, that's great. So that's the dream. Um, so I would love to have uh, that restaurant group in my portfolio. Exactly. Exactly. That would be very, very cool. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now you're talking big time. You have future big plans. <laughs> big plans, Kaylee. We'll send him this podcast. Right. <laughs> like, we're here to pitch this, Stephen. <laughs> I have his email. I'll send it weekly. <laughs> Us again. <laughs> um. So aside from the general public and things of that nature, have you been able to partner with other businesses, like having them um, have your charcuterie as their offering? Um, or how, how has that um, been interfacing with other restaurants? Um, so I'm actually, I met with a couple local bars last week, actually, um, two of them. And they want to feature me um, on their menu and have my logo on it and all of that. But um, it's just the volume, I guess, is what I'm, I mean, they, they want me, I haven't confirmed anything yet just because I am just one person um, and I am working out of a shared space. And the reason why they need to outsource food is because they don't have a kitchen. So um, I just don't want to bite off more or pr not even that just promise more than I can really handle. Cause I do like my main focus is, um, delivering to people's doors and, um, and weddings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think honestly the pop-ups have been the best for, um, the partnerships with the businesses that I work with is bringing people in their doors on a Saturday when they had maybe never heard of the place. Um, so that's been really cool. So, but hopefully I can get um, in with restaurants or well, bars um, to get my charcuteries in front of people. Great. What? And then, what? oh, go ahead. You did it again. You, go ahead. No, I really want to hear what you're going to ask. Oh, do you have any regulars, like people who order multiple times or on a regular basis? Yes. Um, so I have quite a few and those, um, people are the ones where I'll switch up the cheeses for them, um, because they have ordered, um, my first workshop that I did, one of my regulars walked in cause she got a ticket and I was like, Oh my God. Cause, cause I delivered her like, once a month. um, so that was really cool. 
Um, but yeah, I have people that, I mean, very loyal. I love it. That's awesome. What's next for Gather Round and Graze? Um, lots of meat and cheese, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you, you've talked about, you know, uh, having different arms of your business. And so, you know, what, it, what are the next steps you're taking towards making those things happen? What has to happen in, for you to have a full catering arm and what has to happen for you to have a full event management kind of arm? The dream is getting a little brick and mortar type of shop um, in the next upcoming, I would say hopefully six to eight months, but that's probably a stretch. Um, and I mean, Danny and I, we have a few things that we've been talking about that I can't say on the recording. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but, but yeah, there's just a few things that we would need to do. Um, but we need to make sure that we're looking and do it correctly and making sure that we're doing things in the steps, um, to make sure we're doing it the right way. That's exciting. That's awesome. So if people want to get more information about you or uh, order or partner with you, how would they get a hold of you? Um, so you can head to my website. Um, that's gatheroundgraze.com. Um, if you want to order, you can just click order now and then fill out the order request form, um, which will give all the information that I need um, to start the order process. Um, you can also email me, um, call me text me, um, even just slide into the DMs. <laughs> uh, where would someone email you? Gatheroundgraze at gmail.com. Where would someone call you? 727-490-9209. Uh, and how would someone slide into your DMs? You just go to my Instagram page and hit message. Which <laughs> is the handle? Which is at gatheroundgraze. <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh my gosh awesome well thank you for being on our podcast today kaylee thank you for having me you guys this was great if you liked what you heard today please be sure to subscribe to our podcast share it with a friend follow us on the socials at edge one media at this is nicholas de or at megan de